0: Thank you so much, thank you Kat. What a great story. And uh, hey, good to see you if you're online and I'm guessing with the families up here earlier, uh, not everybody was able to make it and great that you're able to sort of join in with that. So, well, nice to be here. Thank you so much for uh, having me. Thank you, Kat, for the uh, uh, the introduction and the welcome. I was thinking back, I, I get to speak um, in different settings and at different places. And um, uh, I was speaking down at a church in Poole, in Dorset, and the guy who leads that church, some of you might have heard of him, a guy called Matt Hosier. I'd never spoken at the church before. And uh, just a little bit of uh, background about myself. I, I live in Hayward Seath. Um, but one of the things that happened to me a few years ago was I had a serious brain injury. And, you know, God's been very kind of being able to sort of uh, pretty much recover from that. But Matt Hosier, he's introducing me, and he said, here's Kieran, he's brain damaged. <laughs> <laughs> Which will make a lot of sense as I go on, you think, yeah. And, uh, but, you know, you, you might, this might be the very first time you've, you've actually been in this, in this building, to this church. It may not be what you do on a Sunday. It might be the first time you're uh, watching online, and... Um, I, I, I kind of know the feeling, it's like I go to different places to speak. And so it's been great this morning, I've already met some fantastic people. I remember speaking at a church not too far from here, and, and I, I walked in, and uh, as, I, as I walked in, the, there was a lady there greeting me, and she goes, oh, hello, and I said, oh, hi, and she goes, my name's Anne, what's your name? I said, well, I'm Kieran, and she said, oh, you're so welcome, and she gave me a, a you know, just a bit of info about the service, notice sheet sort of thing. I said, great. She said, why don't you go and have a cup of tea? So I went up and had a cup of tea, and uh, the lady said, oh, hello. Sounds like the same lady, doesn't it? It was, it was a different one. That's my impression of a lady saying hello, in case you're thinking that's oh, the same lady, mate. Uh, she goes, oh, hello. What's your name? So I said, Kieran. She goes, oh, my name's Anne. So I'm thinking, oh, she's... Uh, and then I came in. The lady leading worship, she goes, hi. It's a different lady. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I said, I'm Kieran, she goes, my name's Anne, so I'm thinking, what's going on here? So I was doing this sort of like the bit, you know, before you kind of like get to the Bible bit, and, and I said, you're not going to believe this, I meet the lady, is everybody in this church called Anne? Because I met the lady at the door, she was called Anne, lady 17th was called Anne, the lady, she's called Anne, and I pointed at a guy there, I said, I bet your name's Anne as well, and he goes, no, it's Yan. <laughs> Could you believe it? Isn't that amazing? Hey, somebody was going to read the Bible for me, weren't they? Oh, are you happy to, sorry, you were supposed to do that before I got up, I'm sorry. Um, is Daniel, is it? Daniel. Daniel, if you don't mind, yeah, thank you. Could you give Daniel some encouragement? Thank you. <laughs> no, more, I feel there's more there, you know. Yeah, come on, some proper
1: encouragement. I think there's more, personally. <laughs> no, no, just go for it. So it's Luke uh, 14, 15 to 24. I have just bought a field, I must go and see it, please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out, please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married and so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, the, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and the country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet.
0: Great. Thank you so much, Daniel. So we have, the, we have this story that Jesus told. To put it in context, Jesus was at somebody's house. It was a religious leader. Uh, he was having a meal, and he's got other... Religious people, and the religious people of Jesus' days were, well, they, they didn't practice what they preached. They were, they were quite haughty, quite up themselves. And we get this moment where one of the religious leaders at the meal says, <laughs> pretty much, check us out. We're great, aren't we? We know we're all going to be there. On that day when God is going to have this amazing banquet in heaven, we're going to be there because we're special. That's pretty much what he's saying. He's saying that, you know, isn't it great that we're going to be there? Now, now Jesus wants to bring some realignment. So he tells this story of a man who puts on this lavish banquet. Now, in the story, the man represents God. So the man says, you know, the banquet's here. He sends out a servant. Again, in this story, Jesus really, is kind of alluding to himself and his disciples. And really, I suppose, that overspills into us too. So you've got the man throwing the banquet, God, the servant who's sent out to make the invitations, Jesus, disciples, followers of Jesus. And then you get some responses. We're not going to drill into the responses much, but you've got three responses. Somebody says, well, I can't come because... Uh, you know, I've got a field. Somebody else says, well, I've got five yoke of oxen that need trying out. I can't come. Somebody else says, sorry, just got married. Can't come. Those that have been invited, there's many guests have been invited. But these people say no. So the servant comes back and reports to the master. This is what's happened. And then the master says, okay, go out into the streets, the alleyways Of the neighborhood, the town. And that kind of represents not the religious leaders of the Jewish nation that Jesus was addressing, the people of God, the Israelites, not the ones that would normally be invited, but the the outcasts, the the forgotten, the marginalized, the people that wouldn't consider themselves religious or worthy of actually coming. You know, God, the, the master says, go out and invite those people. And then the servant comes back. And says, what, what you've done, you know, what you've asked I've done, but there's still room. There's still room. So the master says, okay, go out again. This time go into like the, the back roads, the hedges, the byways, you know, the, the outer parts of, I suppose, the neighborhood there. And that represents really the, what would be called in the Bible the Gentile world, the non-Jews, the people that were very much in the minds of the religious excluded. That's the story. I could. Shall I pray and get, get down there? That's it. You know, I've done it now. So. so Jesus told this story. And there's just a few little bits I, I want to pick out. Because one of the things, So, if, if you're kind of new here today, thinking, uh, you know, it's weird, isn't it? When, when, you, when you come into somewhere like this, you're sort of checking it out a bit and thinking, oh, what, what is this? People seem quite enthusiastic, it's quite vibrant, you know. This story that Jesus tells, it focuses on the fact that God has the power to open, or he has open heaven uh, to many, many people. And there's power in the message of Jesus that says, many and any are invited, many and any can come. And uh, we're go through that story. One, one of the phrases that I love in it is where it says in that passage that many guests were invited. I say many, you say guests. Many. Yes. Many. Yes. That's good, isn't it? I love that. I feel I need to do it in more of a kind of gangster way, you know. I say many, you say guests. Many. Yes. Many. Yes. Can we get the band up? I feel like we could do more with that many guests were invited. There's room in heaven for for many people. It says that many guests were invited and then the servant sent out with this message, come for everything is now ready. What, what, What do we mean by everything is now ready? You see, when we think about the message that Jesus brought and actually what he did, everything is now ready. So if you want to know, Peace in your life, if you want to know forgiveness, freedom from shame, if you want to know that when you die, what happens? It's not just an endless sort of eternity of nothingness, but you're going to spend it with a God that loves you so passionately. Everything is now ready. Why is it ready? Because Jesus Christ came completely 100% God, 100% man lived a perfect life, healed the sick, raised dead people, loved people, cared for the marginalized, cared for everybody. He said, I am the way. He said, I'm the truth. He said, I'm the life. No one gets to come into God's wonderful heaven, the banquet, except through me. Everything's now ready. And Jesus Christ, we think about it just a few weeks' time, Born at Christmas, we remember that. Born as a baby, comes, we think about it, at Easter, crucified on a Roman cross, nailed to a wooden beam, dies a criminal's death, takes our sin and shame upon himself. The sinless one died for the sinners, but to prove it's God Almighty after three days, rose again from the grave, it to heaven, and he's alive. And when it says, come, for everything is now ready, Jesus' last words on the cross were, it is finished. Everything that could you, you could possibly need to get you into heaven is done. It's finished. That means that if you put your trust in him, The invite you get to the banquet, you put your trust in him, you're in. There's room in heaven for you. There's room. It's finished. Come, for everything is now ready. And Jesus said this. He said, come to me. It says, come. Come to me, Jesus said, all you who are weary and heavy laden, burdened, and I will give you rest. I love that verse. Jesus said, anyone who comes to me will never be driven away Jesus said to people come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men in Isaiah it says come you know eat come buy food come buy drink come come and get this feast for no cost paraphrase I think it's Isaiah 55 come for everything is now ready and the invite goes out some people say no and that's the reality some people will say no to this But the power of God is there to say, do you know what? I can take hold of you and love you and bring you into my heaven. So when we proclaim uh, Jesus, we leave the rest to God because he loves people. Do you know he loves you today? And he wants you to be in his heaven. So come, for now everything is ready. Some people say no, but then he says, actually, you know, It goes back to the master. The master says, right, now, go out into the highways, the byways. Go into the the, the back roads and everything like that. He says, actually, why? Because I want my house to be full. It says later in that passage. Do you know there's room? There's room in heaven. There's room in heaven for you today. Even if it's the very first time you've been in a church like this, there's room in heaven for you today there's room. Do you know that? There's room. It says that. What you've done, Master, you know, what you've asked, I've done, but there's still room is what it says in that, in that passage. There's still room. And you see, because there's still room, I've realised not only did God make room for me, but there's still room for other people. So that that kind of shapes, because I'm somebody that, that has followed Jesus for a few years, that, that shapes Basically, how I live because I think there's, there's still room for people. There's still room. So a couple of weeks back, I was uh, so I live in Haywards Heath, um, which is, is not not too far from here. A couple of weeks back, I was going down to so we've got a little mini Sainsbury's, not the big sort of mega store thing, but just a little one locally. So I'm going down there, you know, I, coming into the into the entrance. This guy comes out and uh, he's wearing a mask and he goes, "Hey." and I realised that it's my old neighbour, Innis, lovely guy, beautiful family that used to live next door to us, Turkish guy, Muslim, comes out, you know, beaming, and he goes, hey, and sort of, you know, I say, hey, you know, and I do the elbow thing, n- not in his face, because that's not very, that's not a great greeting, is it, you know, you know the elbow thing that you do, like, because of COVID and everything, so I've got my mask on, he's got his mask on, so I go like, hey, you know, great to see you, and, you know, all that, and then, Immediately, he, he just, he, he, it's kind of a passing thing, so I'm going in. Just behind him, this guy comes after him, and he goes, Hey! And I go, Hey! And sort of do the fist bump thing and everything. And, and um, the reason I mention about my brain injury is sometimes my brain doesn't work quite as well as everybody else's. And I'm, I'm there in that moment where I'm doing, Hey! trying to remember, because I'm going to see this much anyway, who this guy is. And, you know, he's like, whoa, you know, and obviously really pleased to see me. And then I realised, actually, I didn't know him. <laughs> so so I, we, we start a conversation and, you know, and he goes, yeah, I just like to be friendly to people. And we're having a conversation and, and I said to him, look, I'm, I'm, I've really got to apologise. I might have seemed a little bit reluctant when you said, hey, and hello, and everything. I said, it's because I I experienced a brain injury, and sometimes I find it hard to process how people are. So he goes, you suffered a brain injury. He goes, what are 5.5s? Now, I wasn't expecting that. And I've got to be honest with you, I'm not brilliant at maths anyway. So I'm like on the spot, you know, he goes, what are 5.5s then? You've had a brain injury, what are 5.5s? And I said, 35? Look, I know that's not the right answer, all right? So I'm like, 35, and he goes, oh, you are in a bad way, aren't you? (laughs) Oh, 35. Now, I know it's not. It's 25, isn't it? Because I worked out when I got home on a calculator. (laughs) But at the time, she goes, oh, you're in a bad way. So I said to him, I said, look, you know, I, I have a faith in Jesus. And here's my experience that my faith in Jesus has really helped me through you know, that difficult time, and he said, oh, that's interesting, because my mum had cancer, and she found the church just up the road there, really, really helped her, the Hayward Seath Baptist Church, shout out to them, really, really helped her, so this guy's not a believer, but he's, he's saying, so, so what do you do then, and I said, well, I'm, I'm in the God squad, I'm like a vicar, you know, because I actually work, work for a church, I only work one day a week, I don't know if you know that, so that's what we do, it's one day a week, isn't it, Sundays, and, uh, <laughs> So I'm having this conversation with him about some difficult things that he's going through. What, see, what's going on? There's still room. The, the, there's room in heaven for this beautiful guy, Rob, who I met. There's still room. God has made it possible. Wouldn't it be sad if the message that we brought is, there's no more room. There's no more room for you to be loved. Sorry, that there's no room more room. No, the message is this, there's still room. There's, there's still room. So, Dan knows this, Matt knows this. Two, I see one or two familiar faces like Mark and Mandy and, you know, Claire over there and who else? I'll just go around, you guys, you know. Uh, no, it takes take too long. Um, <clears throat> You guys know this, but I, I like cycling. So we have pastors' meetings. I? You generally turn up in Lycra, don't I? <laughs> I actually come on the bus. I just like dressing in that way. <laughs> it's church. Might as well be honest. Um, so I, I like cycling. So I, I'm, I'm out on my bike, and I'm cycling. I'm cycling through Hurst Pierpoint, a village not far from us. And I'm cycling as, if the, as a guy, you know, uh, a roadie guy, you know, all the gear. And I'm cycling past him because that's the sort of cyclist I am. You know, I don't like to boast, but I'm the cyclist who rides past people because I I'm just so fit. <laughs> Honestly, you two can have a body like mine. Why? I don't know, but you two could have In fact, I, I've been described in lots of different ways. You know, if I stick my tongue out, I look like a zip. Honestly, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> but I really do. No, I'm not gonna do it. So I, I remember once I was somewhere and somebody said to me, oh, what are those bits of string hanging from your T-shirt? I said, they're my arms. (laughs) So, you know, I walk out. So I'm going past this guy, and and I just say, hey, hello. That seems to be the thing I do, just hey, (laughs) hi, you know. And as I go past, he goes, whoa, wait a minute. And it turns out he recognized my voice. I spoke to him when I think I was cycling to work in 1988. (laughs) Obviously, I've got a very distinctive voice. And, you know, uh, back in the day when cycling wasn't popular, uh, I I chatted with him and actually turned out he was a friend of a friend who was in in our church. Uh, So back in 1988, I met this guy. I hadn't seen him for years. I'd ride past him and he goes, I recognise your voice. So... We, we pull over and, you know, he does, you know, we're just doing the catch-up thing. It's just great. This, this guy, Graham, is, is super bloke. And asking about his family, he asked me about my family. I said, I've got two children, grown-up children. My son's 25. Uh, sorry, my daughter's 25. My son's 27. And he goes, Jesus Christ. I said, Graham, so glad you brought that up because that's what I want to talk to you about. Because he knows I'm a Jesus follower. It wasn't like, you know, that kind of, you know, sort of like religious thing. I'm just, you know, it was a bit of fun. But we're get, hopefully we're going to meet for a coffee. And, you know, it's in a natural way, you see, there's, there's still room for him. Did you get that? That there is still room. Come, for everything's ready. See, there's nothing that I can do or you can do that's going to help anybody get into heaven, because only God can actually bring people to heaven, but there is something that you and I can do, which will help people to get into heaven, that's just to be friendly to people, so do you notice know those two stories, you know, because the trouble is, you see, with this kind of thing, so, well, it's all right for you, you know, you're like, an, actually, I'm an introvert, to be honest with you, I don't even like people that much, <laughs> I really don't, so can I just ask, look, please, don't anybody come up and talk to me afterwards. I'm just, just a right miserable git. Um, but no, I am an introvert, you know. I, I, I sometimes I'm quite socially anxious. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I do love people. So you can think, well, it's all right for you because you're that extra. Well, actually, no, no sometimes I struggle with these things. Now, what I find is interesting is the guy outside Sainsbury's he started the conversation with me. Graham, the bloke on the bike, started the conversation with me. You know, I was out. Um, uh, we've got our building. Uh, I don't know, some of you might have been there for the leaders' conference. We've got a building in Burgess Hill. So it's about four, four miles or something from where I live. And I was, I was running back. You see, I am really fit. I was running back from work. And there's a farm track, and I remember stopping. This was like last week. Uh, it was a beautiful day, like today, and I stopped at the top of this hill on the farm track and I just like stood there because the South Downs were there. It's just beautiful. And this lady comes up from behind me and says, oh, hello. It was the same lady as earlier. <laughs> it was Anne. <laughs> no, wasn't. That was a joke. just wasn't funny. Um, so she said, Hello. I said, oh, hi. I said, what a beautiful day. And she goes, yeah, yeah. But I'm not in the habit of running up to people in lycra and running gear and, like, scaring them. I'm just, standing, so I'm just standing here admiring the view. And she goes, wow, I live in the house there. It's beautiful, isn't it? So we start this conversation. And in the conversation, you know, I don't say this to everybody. I said, look, this is going to sound a, a, probably a bit strange. But I said, look, I'm, I'm a Christian. Run along, sort of, like, just enjoy stuff. But sometimes, I, 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 you know, I just pray. I said, you, is there anything that I could pray for you whilst I run? And, you know, with this conversation. And she goes, you don't work for that church in Burgess Hill the, with the big blue building, because we've got a blue building. She goes, I said, yes, I do. And she said, it's got, it's got the most amazing coffee shop in the world. <laughs> she said, the best coffee she's ever drunk. There's a recommendation. Come on, let's go now. No, it's not open. Um... Three stories, three, I'm not very good at that, I often say three stories, (laughs) each time the person spoke to me, but you see, in my heart, I know there's still room, and I know God's power, he he can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, so, uh, you know, I I just kind of go around thinking, do you know what, God, I I wonder who who you're pouring your love on today who just needs a smile. Who just needs a hello? You know. So there's a couple of guys. Absolutely pouring with it. unusual for Heywood Teeth. Doesn't normally rain in Heywood Teeth, but unusually in Heywood Teeth, it was absolutely luzzing it down with rain. And this two guys freezing, put up scaffolding next door. And I came in. I'd been out early morning, and I came I, and I just as I was coming through, I said, "God, you must be absolutely freezing to one of the guys." I said do you want me to make you a cup of tea? And he goes, oh, that'd be amazing. So, you yeah, know, yeah, milk, two sugars, blah, blah, blah. So I take out two mugs of tea and I said, look, it's all like COVID sort of, I wash my hands and everything, you know, i have not in them, you know. I took out the tea, gave him the two mugs of tea and I said, that's £3.50 then, please. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> so he just like, ah, you know, and laughed and just banter. I didn't mention anything about God to him, but I might have done if it had come up, because I know there's still room. But I think part of us being just Jesus followers, I just want to to shine Jesus to people. You know, there's there's still room. In a moment, I'm I'm going to pray. Um, It's going to be one of my better prayers. My prayers aren't that good, but I'm, I'm feeling a good prayer coming this morning, all right? So we're on a good day. Uh, and it's a prayer that is for you, where you can sort of say, God, you know what, I know there's still room for me in your heaven, you love me. So you can be thinking, oh God, I want to pray that prayer. Uh, and that's fine if you don't, but I'm going to do that. And then I'm also going to ask us to pray, those of us that know Jesus, uh, spend a moment praying for those that we, we think, do you know what, God, I think there could be room in heaven for my neighbours or friends or relatives or whatever. But maybe can can I have I got time for one more, one more story? Uh, (laughs) uh, This this was a few years ago. In fact, um, yeah, it was a few years ago because I was living in Crawley at the time, and uh, I was was walking down to near where Asda is in Crawley, and there was this guy with a cabinet, and he was trying to get this cabinet in a car, you know, single-handedly. Not easy. So I, I just walk in on the road, and I said to him, do you want a hand? He goes, oh, that'd be amazing. So between us, we get the cabinet in the car. He's got his own kitchen-fitting f- business. It's Cameron. Do you know Cameron and Sue? I don't know if you remember them. No. Uh, so I, anyway, this this guy, I don't know him. And he goes, oh, that's amazing. Thanks very much. So conversation, conversation, conversation. In the conversation, I mentioned I'm a Christian. And he goes, whoa, Christian. And then he he decides to give me like a a rundown on everything that he thinks about religion, spirituality, and Christianity. I mean, it was interesting, so I just really stood and listened to it. I thought, you know, great conversation, lots of banter, really, really good. Didn't think that much more of it, prayed as I went. Anyway, a couple of days later, I'm at home with my wife. It's really late at night. It's about half eleven at night. There's a knock on the door. I open the door, and it's this bloke. It's at the door, and like, it's really late. You know, I open the door, and it's him. I said, it's Cameron, isn't it? He goes, it's you. I said, it's you. Not as high-pitched as that, probably. It's you. It's you. So I said, do you want to come in? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, just knocked on the door, because somebody set fire to a car outside. Can you phone the fire brigade? Like Red sky at night, Crawley's on fire, you know? And so we phone the fire brigade, the car, yeah. yeah. So he comes in and has a cup of tea. How weird is that? This random guy that I just helped with the cabinet, he comes in, has a cup of tea, chat, chat, chat. Long story short, him and his wife end up coming on Alpha. We run it in an Indian restaurant. They loved it, absolutely loved it. He's got his own kitchen-fitting business. He didn't become a Christian, but he he basically goes around telling people why they need to do the Alpha course. Okay? (laughs) He's just telling people. In fact, we've taken him on staff. (laughs) No, we haven't. But I just realised how much I lie when I'm preaching, Dan. I'm never coming back, am I? It is a lot. <laughs> you know, next week, proper Christians will be speaking in this church. So he comes on for brilliant, lovely, uh, beautiful people. Long story short, myself and my family moved to Glasgow, move away, and we're living in Scotland, lived in Scotland for a number of years. Anyway, I get a phone call from Glasgow, and it's Cameron. He goes, I don't believe it, I don't believe it. And I, I've heard from him for ages. And he goes, what, what, what? And he goes, I've just turned on the BBC News, And you're on the BBC News. okay? so what happened was I was flying from Glasgow down to a meeting uh, with a colleague. We're at, I think it was East Midlands Airport, whatever it's called now. Uh, And camera crew were there. They stopped us as we were coming off the plane and said, look, it wasn't like major current affairs. They said, what do you think of EasyJet? So when I say I'm on the news, it's not like, oh, there's a crisis in the world. Let's phone Kieran, you know. What do you think of EasyJet? I said, boy, it's better than walking. Um, and then my colleague said something intelligent. The clip on the news was me standing there like this, they cut my bit out, and him talking. Okay, I wanna put it in context, you know, I'm not like some sort of like current affairs guru. I'm just like, standing on the So here's what happens, Cameron comes home from his business thing, thinks well, I'm gonna make some lunch. He's thinking about me, he's thinking about the conversations, about he's thinking about that. He's thinking about, I wonder what Kieran's doing. He turns on the news, I'm there. <laughs> How weird is that? Several years pass. I moved to Hayward Seath. I'm going into town uh, mid-evening. I, I remember it was kind of just getting dark. And in Hayward Seath there used to be a shop, Laura Ashley, roundabout there. Crossing, there's a central kind of pedestrian reservation thing. Cross one, so I stopped... In the middle, then the other bit of the road. Stop. There there's no traffic, and I remember just stopping in the island thing. It's unusual. I stopped there. I just I just stand here for a moment. A car pulls up, and it's Cameron and Sue. <laughs> I think they're stalking me, and they look really shocked. Uh, they look like they've seen a ghost. Suppose I had a big white sheet on. <laughs> Ooh, again, that's another lie. I said, Kieran, they didn't know I'd moved back from Glasgow, just moved. What are you doing here? And so I so said, I just moved back. I said, oh, do you know, so glad we've seen you. Because We're just on the way to hospital. Sue's dad has just, they told us that he's just got a few minutes left, really, and we're just going to the hospital. I said, do you know? Do, as you go, can I pray for you guys? I said, that'd be amazing. I said, sad story, you know, and, that, and they drove. Didn't think any more of it. And I was speaking in our church in uh, King's Church in, in Mid Sussex. And I, t- I told this story because there's still room. You know, God loves these guys. You know, I don't think they're, they're Jesus followers, but there's still room in heaven for them. So I told that story. The next day, there was like a hailstorm. I was in the office, there was a hailstorm. I was about to cycle home. I thought, I'm going to wait. And then it stopped. I went outside, and they were outside our building. They dropped their car off for an MOT. So I said, I don't believe this. I came in and had coffee. We had a catch-up. I said, you not going to believe this? Church Sunday morning, I told the story. Now, I didn't tell all of the story. I didn't mention about her dad dying, actually. I didn't say that, but I didn't have permission. And they said this, what you don't know is this, that as we're driving from Crawley to Haywards Heath Hospital, Cameron turns to his wife and says, we could really do with one of Kieran's prayers now. The still room. So there's a bit of, I suppose you could call it. I think the title's proclamation <laughs> that we do. You know, there's a moment where we can just try and point people to Jesus, but it's all about His power as He works in people's lives. So I've got a prop. You said bring a prop. I've really struggled with this. In fact, Matt was saying, could I bring my motorbike in? That would have been a great prop. Why didn't we do that? Here's my prop. It's not a very good one. It's a Sainsbury's bag. Other supermarkets are available. (laughs) Why did I choose that? Basically because I just was embarrassed I didn't have one. You could be going to Sainsbury's. Hey. I wonder if we might pray. And uh, then we'll move on from there. So as I mentioned, just in this moment of quiet, you can have eyes closed, eyes open. If you're watching this at home or just on the way to work or wherever you're watching this now, just take a moment with me, just in the quiet. Maybe shut your eyes if you don't want to be distracted and we can just say, God, thank you, there's still room in heaven for me. Yeah, band, do come up. Sorry, that's a bit demanding. Do come up, now. If you wouldn't mind, thank you. Yeah, uh, God, thank you, there's there's room in heaven for for me. And maybe, um, maybe today you're thinking, you know, I want (laughs) to, I want to know this Jesus that uh, you've heard about, sung about. Spoken about, and you could just pray a simple prayer, saying, "Jesus, thank you. There's room in heaven for me today." And you can just say, "I give you myself. Wash my guilt away." You can put your trust in Him. But I know there's others here that you're not ready for that, and the church here runs amazing a course called Alpha. Many churches run it. I encourage you to do that. If you're thinking it through, if you've got questions, please do that. And then for those of us that would say that we're Jesus followers, um, I'd just love just to take a moment quiet so that you maybe just talk to God about people that you know and realize there's still room in heaven for them. So maybe say a prayer for somebody you see at a checkout or when you're signing on or when you're going to college or whatever it might be. Let's take a moment of quiet. Father, thank you you've heard each of our prayers. And we pray for those precious people that you love. Jesus, you came to rescue. We pray that they may know you. And God, we pray for ourselves. God, we pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to come to us. So that when we have those moments where we randomly, seemingly randomly run into people, God, you give us strength just to know they're loved by you. Give us the words to say, give us the courage to respond to what you're nudging us to do. I pray in Jesus' name, amen.
2: Hey, my name's Dan Baptist and I'm lead pastor here at Jubilee Community Church. We really hope that something from this morning's word has blessed you. And reached you and if you'd like to talk about anything you've heard or just be able to talk about maybe faith or get some prayer then please get in contact you can email us give us a call at the center and one of the teams gonna get back to you we'd love to do this especially if you're just thinking about what it is to become a Christian you want to sit down and really talk that through with anyone we also run regularly on a Sunday some joining the church courses And if you want to know more about Jubilee Community Church and what it is to belong here, then you can just uh, find out online when the next one of those is going on and you can attend, have a meal, sit down, talk about it. We also have some amazing midweek group life uh, where it's a great opportunity to dig further into your faith. Again, you can find out that on our website too. Anyway, just wanted to say hi and uh, bless you and we'll catch up soon.